We are on Ksuba Zayin Omer Aleph 7A3 in the Art School Gemara. And we are beginning a new discussion, new topic, uh, which will take us through this week. Um, and it's the topic of different aspects to a wedding ceremony, to the week after the wedding. Um, and now we're discussing the actual wedding. Um, we know that there are two parts to the wedding process or to the marriage process. There's uh, stage one and stage two. Stage one could also be viewed as as a halachic engagement uh, where they are uh, engaged. Uh, There are halachic ramifications to that first stage um, and then they, they don't live with each other. And then a year later is when the when the marriage, the stage two of the marriage takes place that's when they live under the same roof, um, and that's reflected by the chuppah. The chuppah is a sign of them living under one roof, or what we also do, we do a few things at the wedding according to the different um, commentators and um, and opinions as to what exactly, how it exactly takes place. And so either it's uh, through the canopy itself, or perhaps it's uh, being secluded alone uh, in a room, so that's referred to as the yichud room, where they, after the chuppah, they they are escorted into the yichud room, and that also reflects the same idea that they are now uh, living together. And so, within the second stage, that's when, for the next uh, week, in most cases, as we will see, that there are exceptions to this, but in most cases, it's a week of what's referred to as sheva brachos. It's sheva brachos. It's a week of celebration. It's a week where they are not allowed to go to work. They don't go to work, uh, either because uh, they are supposed to be with each other for that week. They should enjoy each other's company for that week. Alternatively, uh, some of the sources say that the reason why you can't go to work is because they are compared, the chassan is domel melech. he's compared to a king. And so just like the king, he uh, he gets up late, and uh, he, he has more relaxed time, so so too, a person should view this time period, the week after the wedding, as um, as a time where they take off from work. In addition to that, the reason why it's referred to as Sheva Brachos, it's the week after the wedding, uh, the reason why it's referred to as Sheva Brachos is because if there is a meal with other people, that they, the bride and the groom are having a meal with other people in celebration of that wedding, we'll see other specific details about what has to happen, uh, what... what what conditions uh, have to be met at that meal in order for them to recite the Sheva Brachos, the seven blessings uh, after the Birkat Amazon, after the grace, after meals. And so it's referred to as Sheva Brachos because during that week they have the opportunity to recite these seven blessings. It's the same seven blessings that we recite uh, at the wedding itself. At the wedding itself, uh, they are under the chuppah, they are married, and so then we recite seven blessings, seven people are called up. Um, to re- Oftentimes it's seven people, it doesn't have to be different people, but oftentimes it's different people who are called up to recite the blessings uh, under the chuppah. It's the same seven blessings that they have the opportunity to say during that whole next week, and so that's why the week is generally referred to as Sheva Bracha. So there's different aspects to that week. There's the aspect of the reciting of the blessings, the opportunity if it's uh, if it's the right uh, if uh, all the conditions are met, which we'll get to eventually, but there's also the aspect of uh, simcha, the aspect of 
rejoicing together, not going to work. And so that's, uh, that's a separate aspect of that, that week. So says the Gemara, Amr Rabbi Chaba, Amr Vuna, Amr Rabbi Abba, Barzavda, Amr Rav. Again, we're on 7A3 on the left-hand column on the top. Achas Pesulav, Achas Amanatuna, Bracha. When it comes to reciting the Sheva Brachos, these seven blessings following the wedding, this applies in marriages both when it's their first wedding, when she's a virgin, and when she is in her second marriage, when she's a widow. We recite these seven blessings uh, for both of them. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, is that really true? We quoted Rav Huna saying this. Did Rav Huna really say this? But we have Rav Huna. Rav Huna is a rabbi from the time of the Gemara. He said elsewhere, That it's not true. That if you are a widow, you do not recite these seven blessings. You do not have the opportunity to recite these seven blessings um, for the during the week after the wedding. So the Gemara says, no, we can make the following distinction. Lo kasha. It depends. It depends. Basically, at this stage of the Gemara, it's saying that as long as one of the two, whether it's the bride or the groom, it's their first time getting married, as long as it's one of them, it's their first time getting married, so then for the entire week, they have the opportunity to recite these seven blessings after these meals, after these meals which are meals of celebration of the wedding. So they have the opportunity to recite these seven blessings. However, if it's a situation where it's for both of them, it's their second marriage, so then we'll say at this stage of the Gemara, we will see that it's about to change, but at this stage of the Gemara, it says that there that we don't say these blessings, ever, seemingly, at this stage of the Gemara. We would not say these blessings. So the Gemara interjects and says, wait a minute, is that is that true? Is it really true that if for both of them it's their second marriage, they don't recite any blessings for the for the coming week? Never? But Rav Nachman says in the name of Huna Barnasan that we have the following Brisa, a Brisa, our notes from the time periods of the Mishnah. How do we know, which is something that we'll get to in the next recording, but how do we know that in order to recite these Sheva Brachos, these seven blessings, we require uh, ten men to be present. How do we know this? And it comes, what's the source for this idea, Shinnamar? That they told that it's a situation of Boaz and Rus. Boaz and Rus, when they got married. And we have proof that Boaz, when they got married, this is from the Tanakh, it's uh, um, from the from the writings where it says that uh, that Boaz married Rus, and we know that Boaz, it's not his first marriage, it's not his first marriage, it, it could be potentially his second marriage, uh, because we know that he already had children, he already had children, and it says that what did he do when they got married? He gathered ten people to, uh, to be a part of it, and he told them to sit there, and they were sitting there, and they had, the reason why he did this was so that there would be Shabbat and we learn from here that you need to have ten men present in order for us to have the seven blessings, the Sheva Brachos, the seven blessings require ten people. So the whole proof comes from a case of Uboaz Amun Shinasa Manahava. The whole proof comes from a case where it's both of them, it's their second marriage. For Boaz, it was his second marriage. For Rus, it was her second marriage. So it's uh, definitely not their first marriage. So 
we see from here that there there is a concept of reciting the Sheva Brachos. <coughs> so, how could you tell me that they don't recite these seven blessings? That they don't have the opportunity, at least, to recite these seven blessings. So the Gemara answers and it says, no, we have to qualify this. My Enetuna Bracha Damravuna. When did he say that? What does it mean that he said that you don't make a, 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 these seven blessings? Enetuna Bracha Kol Sheva Aval Yom Echatuna Bracha. It works as follows, to explain as follows. If it, and for any of them, if it's for the bride or for the groom, it's their first marriage. So then, you have the opportunity to recite these seven blessings for the entire week after the wedding. You have a whole week. You have seven days after the wedding. And it's in situations where you have a celebration, you have a, you have a party, you have a dinner, uh, for the bride and the groom, and there's ten people, ten men there, and other conditions which we'll get to. Uh, and then you could recite the seven blessings. However, for both of them, if, for, if it's their second marriage, uh, so then we'll say that you can only have it for one day. It would, it would only be Sheva Brachos for, uh, they could only have that opportunity for the, for the first day after the wedding. They could have that opportunity to, uh, share in, uh, this Simcha and this celebration and then recite after the Birkas Amazon, after the, the, the grace after meals, they could recite these seven blessings. So the Gemara now asks again and says, Elahaditanya, wait a minute. Shaktu Chachama Takanas Bin Shoshis and Mechimashloshi Yamin Bimai Ibakar Machiva Ibamat Yomachad. The Gemara says, wait a minute. The rabbis, and this is an idea that we've had in the past, the rabbis have stated that when it comes to an Almana, when it comes to uh, a widow, to when it comes to a woman who's having her second marriage, we say that they could they only have three days of simcha, three days of happiness, of rejoicing. So I don't understand, asks the Gemara. What's the situation if she's a widow and she's marrying somebody, the, the groom, is it's his first marriage, so then it should be seven days of celebration. And if the groom, it's his second marriage, it should be one day. Where does three come from? Three is in the middle. We just said you have seven days of blessing if it's your first marriage, and if it's if for both of them, it's their their second marriage or beyond. It's one day where you have the opportunity to say the Sheva Brachos, the seven blessings. Where does three come from? Where do you have three days of celebration? So the Gemara is clearly assuming in the question that the concept of Simcha, the concept of celebrating, is interlinked. It's connected with the concept of reciting the blessings. Of when do when are we allowed to? When do we have the opportunity? To recite the blessings. It seems like they are totally interlinked with each other. And as such, the Gemara, the Talmud has the question, well, so then what's going to happen? Why, why did, how do they institute three days of celebration? It should be either seven or one. To which the Gemara will respond. The Gemara will have two answers. And according to the Rambam, according to Maimonides, we accept both answers. Both answers are both accepted. And we will see that according to this position, the concept of simcha, the concept of celebration, the concept of not going to work is not linked to when you are allowed to recite the Shavu Brachos, to when you're allowed to have these seven, these seven blessings. They're not connected to each other. These are two different ideas. And so the Gemara explains as follows. Ibais ema ba'almon yom echel ebrachos shlosh simcha. Turning to 7a4. Ibais ema ba'bachar shiva lebracha ushlosh simcha. So you can explain as follows. Either it's a case, we could either be discussing a case where, um, where 
Uh, let's say for both of them, it is their second marriage. For both of them, it's their second marriage. So if it's, if it's their second marriage, they only have one day where they have the opportunity of reciting the seven blessings after uh, the meal, which is celebrating the wedding, right? They have one day after the wedding to have such uh, such a meal. Um, and so that's one day of blessing of the Sheva Brachos. However, they still have to take off for three days. They still have to celebrate together and take take off for three days. Alternatively, and we actually follow both, is that let's say for the groom, it is his first marriage. So if it's his first marriage, he has seven days where he has the opportunity to recite these blessings. If there's a, if there's a meal for them and, you know, 10 men are present and other conditions are met, so then they can recite these seven blessings. However, he only has to take off because it's her second marriage. They only have to take off for three days. He only has to take off for three days. They have three days of simcha, of celebration, of where they are celebrating together, and so therefore they are taking off. That is for that is for three days. And so concludes the Gemara that simcha, the concept of rejoicing together and celebrating together, is really independent of when we can recite these blessings. You could even you could either have a case where for both of them it's their second marriage, and so therefore. The blessings could you only have the opportunity to recite the blessings if it's uh, for one day after the marriage. However, you still have to take off for three days, and if it's for one of them, it's um, for him. Uh, if for him, if for the groom, it is his first marriage. Uh, even though it's for her, it's her second marriage. So then they have seven days of potentially having these blessings after the meal, but they, he only has to take off for three days. Now, just to get to the, to, to wrap everything up, but to complete everything with regards to these scenarios, if it's her first marriage, let's say it's her first marriage, it's the bride's first marriage, even if it's the groom's second marriage, so then ever then it's clear that we have seven days of, of brachos, seven days where you can have the opportunity to recite these blessings, and also seven days of where you have to take off. Uh, when do you have to take off for seven days? So it's clear that if she, if the bride, it's her, her first marriage, so then regardless of whether the groom, it's the first or second marriage, they have to take off, he has to take off for seven days to celebrate with her. Okay, so that is that, is that idea. We'll, let's continue on a little bit in the Gemara as it continues with that idea. We're now on Zion of Bay 7B1 in the article of Gemara on the left-hand column. Mesave, the Gemara challenges this approach and says, I don't understand. We have from a Brisa, again, from the time period of the Mishnah, we have the following statement, We have an idea that says that when it comes to when it's her, when it's the bride's first marriage, she's a basula, she's a virgin, there are seven. And when it's an amana, when she's a widow, there's one day. Doesn't that imply that the blessings are for one day? It says it just says it as, as, a, as a general rule without uh, qualifying it, doesn't that imply that even if she marries somebody where it's his first marriage, which goes against everything that we've been saying, because if it's his first marriage, it should be seven days of blessings. So where it says, no, no, don't bring a proof from there. La'amon. That brisa, that statement was limited to a case where she married somebody where it's also his second marriage. You only have one day. If it's For both of them, it's their second marriage. But if it's his first marriage, they have seven days of where you have that, that opportunity to recite the Sheva Brachos, to recite the seven blessings. So the Gemara says, I understand. So if that's the case, why didn't the Brisa say it clearly? It's confusing. The Brisa was confusing. That statement was confusing. It was uh, vague. Why didn't they say explicitly 
that if it's her first marriage, there are seven days of blessings. If it's his first marriage, there are seven days of blessings. If it's for both of them, it's their second marriage, there's only one day. Why didn't it say it like that? So the Gemara answers, no. Milsa Psikta Katani. The Brysa just wanted to tell us something which was absolute. They wanted to give us a clear, um, a, a, a clear, basically, final statement of It's telling us the minimal amount that when it comes to when it's her first marriage, so that regardless of who she marries, there's always going to be seven days of blessing, the opportunity to have these blessings. This is, you know, on the condition that they have uh, this meal and um, and different conditions are met. However, the point of Sal telling us for when it's her second marriage, it's saying at the minimum, the, 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 the least number of days would be one day. It's true, you can have more than one day. If, if it's the groom's first marriage and the bride's second marriage, you can have more than one day. It could be for seven days. But with all the all that Bryce, all that statement was telling us was the minimal amount when it comes to for her, whether it's her first marriage or her second marriage. If it's a first marriage, so then you have seven days. When it's her second marriage, so then the minimal amount is still one day. You still have you still have that one day. It is interesting. This is the end of the word. It is interesting that there there could be one situation where you cannot have any days of Sheva Brachos only at the wedding itself. Everybody agrees that at the wedding itself you recite these seven blessings, but uh, there could be a situation where you could only have it at the wedding. After the wedding, you never recite the seven blessings, and that would be a situation where you re- where they get remarried. The couple got divorced, and then they remarry each other. So it's not just any second second marriage. This is where they remarry each other. So then there are opinions in such a scenario where we say that. There are no days of Shavu Brachos just at the wedding itself. Do they recite the blessings under the chuppah? But after that, we don't have, we don't recite the, these seven blessings uh, any other, any other, at any other time. So that it's interesting there. There would be uh, one such uh, time period, one such uh, situation. Sorry. Okay, we are now uh, on Zion and Mabez, where We will continue. This discussion in the next recording, we're also on the bottom of 7B1 in the Arch Grill Gemara.